Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2019. This is Anna talking about Step 2. Hi, my name is Anna. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, my home group is Monday night Preston Beginners at 7.30. Everyone's welcome. Um, I just want to say thank you to the Working With Others group for putting this on. It's an absolute privilege to be here, um, for someone to actually ask me, expect me to rock up on time. Um, if I can't make it, you know, they expect, expect me to actually let people know beforehand, you know, not after the fact. Um, so I'm here today. I got here on time. I was, so far I think I've been nice to everybody, you know. It's, it's very, I've come so far in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. Um, a few years ago that wasn't the case, you know. People stopped asking me to, to show up. If there was something important, people wouldn't bother to ask me to come because they knew I probably wouldn't. You know, the people close to me, my loved ones, my family, my friends, they really did learn the hard way that Anna is not a person that you can rely on and it's not a person that you can trust to, to perform something that you ask her to because I was selfish and I needed to drink and that's what I did. Um, I'm standing here now on my sobriety date. It's the 3rd of May 2014, so God willing, in a couple of weeks I'll be four. Oh, I haven't had a drink for four years. And um, to me that is actually nothing but a miracle. You know, who would have thought that someone like me who couldn't show up to anything can sit here and say that I haven't had a drink for nearly four years and I'm actually quite happy about it. Um, a little story. I was 18 and um, I'm from Sweden and I was going to go for my driver's licence. It costs quite a lot of money to get your licence in Sweden and... My mum, who wasn't very well off, she spent quite a lot of money to help me out to get my driver's licence. Um, on the fr- it was, I can't remember the date, but it was a Friday morning. I was going for my driver's test. At 6 o'clock in the morning, I had to be there. I was excited. I wanted to have my licence. Most of my friends had their licence. Um, on the Thursday night, a few of us decided to go out for a meal at this pub. No big deal. Yeah, and I was telling people, you know, I'm going to get up at 6 tomorrow, get my driver's licence, and... People ordered a beer and I thought, yeah, I'm going to have one beer. And unbeknownst to me, I was already suffering that allergy that was spoken about last night. I I didn't know this, but I had in my mind that I was going to have one drink, have my meal, and then I was going to go home, have an early night, get up and get my driver's licence. Now, that didn't quite happen. Um, I remember vaguely at about 12 o'clock at night, someone said to me, Anna, you really should stop drinking. You know, you've got to get up early in the morning and get your driver's licence. You know, you've got to go for your test. You know, I'm like, eh, she'll be right, you know, I'll go home in a minute. Because once I start to drink something in me, I get really, really thirsty. You know, I get, I suffer from that allergy that was spoken to. I didn't know this, but all I know is that when I drink alcohol, I get really, really thirsty. You know, something happens in me and nothing else really matters. You know, it doesn't matter that my mum has spent so much money for me to get my licence. It it doesn't matter that I'm going to get my licence, you know, it's... All of that went out the window. I think at 3 o'clock in the morning I got kicked out from the pub. I rocked up drunk to my driver's test, failed miserably, and I was really pissed off because I thought that instructor, he was not very nice anyway, what would he know? You know, I thought I did all right. But, you know, that at that stage when I was only 18, I wasn't a daily drinker, you know. That's, but every time I did drink, it, it seemed to get out of control. And I didn't know why, I just thought that was the way I drink, or perhaps I was a little bit more fun than every other person who had, you know, a couple of drinks and then a cup of coffee. I mean, really? What is that, you know? Or people would say, if we had a long day, you know, have a couple of glasses of water in between drinks. 
you know, really good idea, but, you know, no, not for me, that doesn't happen. You know, I moved far forward a few years, and um, just a few years before I came into Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, I had... I was a daily drinker at this stage, had two beautiful children that I let down over and over and over, and I couldn't stand my life, you know, I was not a participant in my own life. I watched... It was like I was watching somebody else which was just I was just watching my life just go by I was just like a zombie I was just absolutely hollow inside I, I didn't know where I was going I had no idea how, how people lived you know I was so unhappy and all I knew how to do was to drink regret it I tried to stop drinking a lot of the time like I, I actually I was good at it I quit drinking every single day you know I got up in the morning and this has got to stop I'm not going to drink anymore for some reason, sometimes 10 minutes later I was drinking and I had no idea how to stop this, you know. My kids I love absolutely dearly and I did back then too, you know. I just love them with all of my heart. But if it's, if it's between my children and alcohol, alcohol is going to win, unfortunately, and that made me feel absolutely awful. Um, I felt like an absolutely useless person, you know. My father was an alcoholic, and he actually died from alcoholism. He took his own life, you know. So for me, I didn't, desperately didn't want to be an alcoholic because I knew once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. And you, I didn't know that you could actually recover from this illness. Um, through a few circumstances, I ended up in Alcoholics Anonymous. I went to my first meeting and... I was really scared. I had no idea what I was doing there. I thought, this is, this is the last place on earth I wanted to be, by the way. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, old people, you know, everyone would be miserable talking about how they couldn't drink. You know, my life was over. I mean, I was a person who drank. And I come into Alcoholics Anonymous and spoken about last night, people got up and shared and they welcomed me for, for starters and they got up and shared about all this stuff that I felt on the inside. You know, they shared about their their drinking and how they mucked up, how they hurt their kids, how they hurt their friends, how they hurt their parents and how awful they felt and how they didn't know how to stop that. But for some reason, those people weren't drinking today. And I, I, I got a little bit curious, like, they're actually not drinking, they're not even lying about it, you know? Like, that's what I used to do. I'd say to people, oh, no, I don't drink that much. And I'd have, you know, a bottle of vodka in my handbag, you know? And so what happened for me, I didn't stop drinking straight away but there was something about Alcoholics Anonymous there was something about all you people who just kept me coming back you know you shared honestly about things that I was so ashamed of things I really really identified you know there were so many things that I was super ashamed of and you guys had that sort of same stuff you know you'd been drink driving you'd been doing all that stuff that I was ashamed of and you shared about it honestly and now you also share that you don't do that anymore you know, you live a happy, sober life. And I, I just didn't even know what that was. So I kept coming back to Alcoholics Anonymous. Again, there was something about these rooms that made me feel welcome. There was something in these rooms that really gave me hope. It gave me hope that perhaps someone like me, someone that drinks like me, doesn't have to drink, you know. And when I first came to Alcoholics Anonymous, all I wanted was not to drink. I just wanted to stop drinking, you know, because I knew every time I drank... I'd hurt somebody, I'd hurt myself, and I'd feel absolutely awful. So I just wanted to stop drinking. And coming to Alcoholics Anonymous, what you guys had on offer was so much more than not 
just drink. I mean, I didn't know it at the time. For me, it was good enough if I could go for 24 hours without alcohol. You know, that was actually a really big achievement for me. For someone who couldn't stay sober for 24 minutes to go a whole day without alcohol, that was unbelievable. So um, I remember my first meeting, I was really, really scared. I walked into Alcoholics Anonymous and there was a lady there and she's actually here tonight. And I get a bit emotional every time I hit this morning. And I get a bit emotional every time I see her. I... Um, she shared about her drinking story and how hopeless she had been. And she told me, um, or she told everybody about this book she had read. It's called Alcoholism, A Love Story. And um, I thought, that I can do. You know, I can actually get this book. I can go home and read it and see if I can finish it without drinking, you know. And I did. I went and, I got, that, I went and got that book that day. <coughs> and I pretty much read the whole thing and... It was amazing, you know, and it spoke about Alcoholics Anonymous in this book, this lady's story, and I thought, this is another person who could stop drinking. Again, I felt hopeful, you know, but I was scared at the same time. So what I did, I ended up... I kept coming back to Alcoholics Anonymous. I was a little bit wary of you guys because you were all very friendly, <laughs> which was lovely, but I was a little bit suspicious because, you know, and it was like you wanted me to come back. You wanted to talk to me. You wanted to hang out with me, and that hadn't happened for quite a long time. I was the sort of person that people didn't want to hang out with anymore. I was the sort of person who didn't get invited to places because they knew that I would drink too much and I'd make an absolute idiot of myself. So to come to Alcoholics Anonymous and you guys kind of, you know, offering me cups of tea and everything, that that was good. And, and you guys said, well, you know, perhaps you should get a sponsor. So I did. I got myself a sponsor and <coughs> we started... Um, thank you. And we started to have a look at the steps and, you know, the step two, you know, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Now, what I, could, I couldn't understand what that meant, you know, restore me to sanity, you know. For me, I wasn't insane, you know. I've, I've got a job, I'm looking after my kids. Yeah, I drink a lot, way too much, but I'm not crazy, you know. I'm not insane, you know. I don't need to be in a straitjacket. I didn't quite understand what that meant. And it was covered last night. My sponsor explained to me that. And he asked me questions like, when you drink, what happens? And I said, oh, well, this and this crash and bash. And, you know, I could... It just goes out of control. It's, it's so bad. And he goes, and you know this. You know this, that this happens when you drink. I said, yes. Yeah, I know that that happens. That's why I'm here. What do you think I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous for? He goes, so despite you knowing this, you still pick up a drink. I said, yeah because I'm an alcoholic. It goes, yeah, but you know all these things. You know that every time you drink, it goes out of control and you do a lot of horrible things that you regret, but yet the day after, when you're sober, you still pick up a drink. I said, yes. He goes, well, perhaps that's insane. He goes, perhaps when you're sober, pick up a drink, knowing what's going to happen. Perhaps that means you're, you're insane when it comes to alcohol. It just dawned on me, he's right. He's absolutely right. That is absolutely crazy. I know all this. And I said, well, why do I do it? Like, how... And how do I stop that? So we'll go through the steps. So what we had to do first is, I remember we're sitting in my lounge room and he drew up the cycle of addiction for me and it dawned on me, it kind of went from here to here that this is actually me, I'm a real alcoholic and I'm in a lot of trouble here. I'm in a lot of trouble. You know, I'd started to do things that, that, were, that were illegal you know, driving drunk. I could hurt somebody. I put my beautiful kids in the car and I would drive them around drunk, you know. And I couldn't stop that. And I knew in my heart of heart 
that night that I'm in a lot of trouble here. I'm in a lot of trouble. If I don't do something about this, I'm, I'm going to kill myself or somebody else. And um, that was pretty bad news. It's really bad news because I don't know how to live sober. I don't know how to not pick up a drink. And I don't know how to live without drinking. And then when God was brought in it, you know, or a power greater than myself to restore me to sanity, I, I thought of God, you know, the judging God in heaven that I was brought up with. I, um, I was brought up in a lot of different foster homes where there was a very judging God. And, I mean, I knew I was going to hell because I had a lot of, done a lot of bad things. You know, by the time I got into Alcoholics Anonymous, like Gary was saying, you know, I'd certainly wasn't exactly a poster girl for the Girl Scouts, you know. Um, and I was petrified. I thought, this, I was got a little bit angry at my sponsor, actually, because he told me that, he showed me that I was an alcoholic. And, I, and that felt, I was happy because I knew finally what was wrong with me. It wasn't that I was some sort of horrible, horrible person. I was actually a sick person who needed help. And that was, that was not great news, but I was relieved. You know, I finally realised what was wrong with me. I, I was an alcoholic and I needed help. But then the help, apparently, that was going to get had to come from God that I was petrified of. God wasn't going to help me. Jeepers, you know. I'd, I'd, I've done a lot, a lot of ungodly things, you know. And that was a real dilemma, you know. And he said, well, I said, have to be a judging God, you know. Can't you just put that aside for a little bit and maybe there's something that's just bigger than you. And he goes, think of something that's bigger than you. No idea. And he suggested, perhaps love. Is love bigger than you? Can you decide who you fall in love with? No, unfortunately not, um, in a lot of cases. Um, and he sort of said, perhaps you don't have to seek outside for a God, you know. Perhaps God is actually in here. Goes, you know that little voice in, in your gut that sometimes tells you that perhaps this is not a very good idea? I said, yeah, that voice that I never, ever listened to, you know, the one where I go that way and I muck up. And I'm sort of thinking, okay. You know, this I can kind of work with, you know. This, this is good. And so what happened for me, you know, it was, it was quite... I started really, really small that I, and I actually just became suspicious that maybe, 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 maybe there's something in this program for me. Maybe I don't have to drink today. And I didn't. I didn't drink that day. And the next day I didn't drink again, you know. And, and again, I got a little bit more suspicious that for some reason... You know, I wanted to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and hang out with you guys and listen to you. For some reason, it wasn't super appealing to go home and get drunk. And that, from that little suspicion of perhaps there's something here, you know, maybe there is a power greater than myself. Maybe there is actually something that can help to keep me sober. And I wanted more of it because it was really nice to go to bed sober. It was scary, but it was nice. It was nice to wake up the next morning you know, actually remembering what I'd done, that was really nice. Um, able to brush my teeth without, you know, vomiting, that was really good. You know, all these little tiny things just made me feel so much better. And somewhere along the way, I remember I'd been sober for 10 weeks and um, I was cleaning out my wardrobe and I found three bottles of champagne unopened and... Instead of, my first thought then wasn't to drink them. My first thought was, oh my God, I've got to ring my sponsor. What do I do with this? You know, I don't want them. They're in my wardrobe. I didn't know what, that they were there, you know. And I'm ringing my sponsor in a panic. And what do I do? There's three unopened bottles. Oh, what do I do? But I just 
get rid of him or give him to someone. I said, I don't want them in the house. And it was, it was all very dramatic and I ran around and in the end I went over to my neighbour's house and put it in their recycling bin because I didn't want them in my recycling bin. But it was only after that I realised that, you know what, I didn't, for one second did I want to drink those bottles of champagne. I didn't want to drink them. I didn't feel like opening them and drinking them. And it was just amazing. I thought, hang on, I actually felt disgusted. And it's those little things, I guess, for me that started to help me see that this program's working. You know, there really is something greater than me that is keeping me sober because my f default position, it seems, is to drink, you know. Three bottles of champagne unopened, score, you know. Yes, but I didn't want them, you know. I didn't drink them. And for me, again, I've said it before, there's nothing short... You know, there's nothing but a miracle that I don't have to drink today. Um, so these days, for me, the power that restored me to, to sanity is still very, very simple. I just believe in being kind, you know. I believe in being kind to others. I believe in helping others. And that's the problem. That's the, um, the beautiful thing that AA has given to me, that I don't have to drink today. And I don't have to be drunk. I don't have to hurt people. I don't have to hurt myself but I can also be happy about it. I can be useful today. You know, For so long I felt so, so, so useless. I felt like I had absolutely nothing to offer. Today I can be a mother to my kids. I can show up on time. I can do things that people expect me to do. You know, And I can put my head on the pillow and I can be happy. And for that I'm so grateful for. So thank you, Aquaholics Anonymous, for having me. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.